First of all, if you didn't bop to that, I don't know. There's something in your soul. There's something wrong with you, man. So that that joint still go hard. I don't care what anybody said. That joint still goes hard. Picture it. Brooklyn, the 1980s. Saturday night. A young jit who was spending a night at his grandma's house on his father's side sneaks down to his grandma's basement well past his bedtime wearing red footy cotton pajamas. And he sees his youngest uncle, quite possibly his coolest uncle, quiet as kept. Um, his uncle's downstairs with his friends. Um, they're all wearing velour sweatsuits and complete with the gold chain, dookie chains. You know what I'm talking about. The four finger rings and all that other stuff. Just the entire look. And they're blasting this new LL Cool J song. I mean, they're absolutely going crazy. And there I was in the basement, stairway basement, uh, watching all this happen. And I didn't want to come all the way down because I didn't want to be, I just want to be a fly in the wall. But then my uncle, who couldn't have been no more than 17 at the time, sees me and yells me to come down from the stairs. He's like, yo, nephew, stop being a sneaky little mouse. Come here. So I come all the way downstairs and I couldn't have been more than five at the time. But I remember this moment and I was just a little nervous. And I was surrounded by all my uncle's friends and they had apparently had just come from a party where they were all just hyped up from the evening festivities. So there I am in the middle of the basement, and he puts his arm around me and around my shoulder. And he's like, yo, man, little man, why are you still up? And I told him that him and his friends woke me up. And they all started laughing and, you know, <laughs> just, you know, having fun at my expense. Then he asked, yo, nephew, you like that song? I replied, yeah. I said, who was that? Said, nephew, that's the best rapper alive, LL Cool J. And just then, one of another friends just yelled out, "Yeah, and you lying, Rock Him's the best." And my uncle shrugs him off, and you know, says like, "Well, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever." Hey, you want to hear that again? I replied, "Yeah." Then he rewinds the cassette player, and has me push play, and out comes this calling all cars, calling all cars, and there I was in the basement. Bobbing my head with my hands and toe, his friends surrounding me, hyping me up. And I think 
No, I actually, I know, like, that's the moment that I fell in love with hip-hop. Occasionally, I like to replay that moment in my head from time to time, and I wonder if it hadn't been for that moment, would I have been, ever been so seduced by this genre of music that has literally put a grip over my life? I mean, most likely, yeah. But it's those moments that make us. The moment also highlights how our respective or how our perspectives can alter how we view who's the best rapper ever. Now, clearly at that time, my uncle believed that LL Cool J was that guy. And temperature check, he still does, by the way. And honestly, many would have LL Cool J as the preeminent GOAT. And you know what? They wouldn't be wrong. Because honestly, hip-hop is such a varied personal art form that it's hard to cast judgment on someone's top five dead or alive. I mean, just last week, Twitter went aflame when a person... Uh, by the name of Tony DeDome, stated emphatically, and I quote, Andre 3000 cannot be the GOAT without carrying a full load of multiple solo albums. No, sir, I'm not buying it. Do people even understand how hard it is to write 12 to 14 songs with two to three verses over seven to 10 solo albums? Nah, fam, I don't get it. And I love Andre 3 Stacks, half of the greatest rap group to me. Yo, Buddy's mentions went dumb. And for good reason. For a lot of people, Three Stacks operates in that rarefied air of untouchable status. To even suggest such a thing is like sacrilegious. He's like literally one of the sacred cows of hip-hop, if you will. But what exactly defines a GOAT? Is there a criteria? Should we be basing it off of, I don't know, how many albums does one need? Or, you know, how many classic albums, I guess, five mics? Remember we used to do five mics? Are sales important? Is mass appeal important? Papoose, a New York-based artist, said that although he loves him, Hove is not even in his top five. Which goes to show you that hip-hop's appeal and experience is not so easily transferable from one person to another. Just recently, GQ had Future on the cover stating emphatically, without any irony, that he's the best rapper alive. And before you cast it off as just some white publication commenting on black business... The article was written by Elliot Wilson, a known black hip-hop interviewer and journalist who cut his teeth on the source in XL mag- XXL magazine. I mean, after all, LeBron James had the audacity to even put Future on the same level as Drake, Cole, and Kendrick, arguing he's this on this generation's Mount Rushmore. And listen, the numbers make a compelling case. Eight solo albums, 19 solo mixtapes, one collaborative album, four um, mixtapes, and two EPs, and one soundtrack, and uh, he's been streamed over 30 billion times. And doesn't even count the influence he's uh, had on this generation of this thing of ours. Like many artists, especially out of ATL, have mimicked him. He's literally birthed more copycats in ATL than the rapper, in, you know, any rapper I can think of, including Three Stacks. I mean, you have people like Designer, Little Dirk, Little Baby, Gunna, Young Thug, Little Uzi Vert. I mean, those are just to name a few. And I'm going to tell you that I'm not telling you to tell you to become a congregant of the Church of Future. I'm simply stating that the GOAT argument is not as clear and cut as people make it seem. To say that this topic is subjective is an understatement. It's all laced in our internal bias, taste, interests, real, and real, life, real lived and experiences and influences. It's no different than when people would argue down if LeBron is greater than Jordan. The arguments get murkier and murkier over time with Jordan advocates pointing towards rings and LeBron advocates talking about longevity and sustained excellence. It gets even cloudier when the conversation goes towards off-the-court examples. But hip-hop is an art, a black art. And tonight, as any other than that, says more about you than this beautiful art form of ours. How can you tell someone that John Basquiat is greater than Jacob Lawrence? 
or the photographer James James Van Der Zee is a better de- shows a better depiction of black life than Gordon Parks. You can't, because certain art resonates with certain people. We all have an opinion, and nobody's greater than the other. So whether you're a kid who sneaked down his grandmother's basement trying to emulate his cool younger uncle, or a person who grew up in the South having an, and having an eclectic, eccentric wordsmith speak to your heart and soul. All these experiences matter, and none of them are bad. <sighs> Welcome to Uncultured Bias Podcast. My name is Kamara Williams. I'm your host on our show. We today have cultures that matter, perspective, and opinion. After all, culture is just another way to discover. We are uncultured. We are biased. And we are black. If you're tuning in for the first time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yo, we'd ask everybody whether they're returning or they're the first time. Please share it with your friends. Uh, you know, sharing is caring. So share it on social media. Uh, text message, email, whatever you do, just share. We don't even care if you even like the person. Just share it anyway. Um, if you're listening on Apple, please continue to rate the podcast. Leave a five-star rating or uh, and or uh, also leave a comment. That's how Apple grades their algorithms. Um, so please continue to do that. We are going to give a shout-out to our sponsors uh, this week at Coleman Law. So you can reach them at www.coleman.law. Us uh, 850-597-2990. That's 850-597-2990. Um, they can help you with any tax-related and business-related question. Uh, if you're in a market for real estate, contact Keystone Global Real Estate at 407-680-8510. And of course, you're in a market for a wills, trusts, estate planning, all that stuff. Uh, contact Smith & Williams at 888-SWTG-LAW or 321 uh, 872-7573 and of course 888 you know 798-4529 and cwilliams at swtglaw.com all right brilliant let's get right into the show so rob what up what up cam what up bro thank you for uh, joining me man great intro um so <laughs> did i paint the picture for you appreciate that Everybody, everybody has their story of when they fell in love with hip hop. Yeah. So as you were telling that great story of you, you and your uncles, um, I have to tell my story now. Please, too. please do, please do. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, um, born in Newport News, Virginia. Okay. Uh, my parents Southern Baptists. Uh, so my early years, my adolescent years were raised in the church. Yeah. So it was church every Sunday, Bible study every Wednesday, and somehow they snuck in an extra day or two somewhere in there as well. <laughs> they, they, made, they made it into a nine-day week. They, you don't know how they did it. Basically. Right, right, right. <laughs> basically, basically. So that was, so it was all, literally, all gospel and R&B from 1983 till <laughs> 1992. Well, oh, that's it. That's okay. Yeah. For the first nine years, it was yeah. all gospel in R&B and, and not even the good R&B. This was, well, I mean, it was good, but it was old school define, R&B define, at that time. Yeah, define like good R&B, well, bad R&B. When I say good, it wasn't what my peers were listening to. So it wasn't Jodeci. It wasn't... um. It wasn't uh, Teddy Riley. It wasn't, you know, was, all of was that. It Teddy it was, P? Just was it Teddy Pendergrass? No, it was. Now, that's what it was. So okay. it was Teddy Pendergrass. It was 
um, Luther Vandross. Uh, wasn't that much Teddy P, actually. I don't think my parents wanted me to listen to Teddy P. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> they, they, they let Luther slide. They let Luther they let slide. Big Luther they slide. let Big Luther slide. They let Big Luther slide. Big Luther. They let Big Luther slide. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so... Fast forward now, 1993, fifth grade, we moved to Maryland, PG okay. County, Maryland. Okay. And they blessed me with, they finally at this point said, you can have your own radio in your room. Okay. Like, sweet. Right. Yes. All right, here we go. I get to hear what all my friends are talking about. Yeah. And so, you know, I just va- I vaguely, like very specifically remember listening to my radio in my room and I hear this and then these drums come in and then I hear a hip hop hooray. (laughs) Oh, hey. I was like, what is that? (laughs) What is this coming out of these speakers? Yeah. Oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And so Naughty by Nature, yeah. Hip Hop Hooray was my introduction in when I fell in love with hip hop. Okay. Okay. And needless to say, night my first hip hop tape mm. tape. Yeah. Was nineteen naughty three. Nineteen ninety three. I was about to say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I remember that, that is when at the age of ten years old in fifth grade. That is when I fell in love with hip hop. I remember 1993. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's dope, man. That's dope. Um, what's call it? I I don't know. It's weird because like I I sometimes think about like those moments and like how they still stick to your bones. Mm-hmm. You know, you're mm-hmm. like, man, like that's really like, and I'm sure I still would have fell in love with hip hop, but it's like, it's amazing how he, like, I don't know, like for mine, like it was crisp. Like I can remember it, that moment, that feeling yeah. of hearing LL Cool J's bad. And I'm like, what is that? Like, what the hell is that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just the, it's, it's, and it's, I know some people might think like that song sounds old, but it's like when you, that song still, when I hear it, it still hits me like, oh man, this is the song right here. It's on my workout playlist still. Oh, it's still on I your still work- got it on my workout playlist. It still yep. goes hard, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. That song still goes hard. And it's the same way, like, you know, like hip hop hooray. Like, it's just, there's certain indelible moments in your life when, like, a song would just be, it's like a soundtrack. Like, I exactly. think it would be like a soundtrack to your life. And I, I really do, um, I really do feel like, you know, hip hop for me has been the, my, one of my, my, actually my greatest love affair. Shout out to my wife, but I'm just being honest. <laughs> I'm being honest. Like I, I, I was born into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was born into yeah. it, and it's like I, I have, I thought I would get rid of it, but I can't. <laughs> it's just what it is. <laughs> it's what it is. I just love this thing so much. You know. I would say I think because of my parents, so R and B was my first love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hip hop was one hell of a mistress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hip hop took control of my soul. And it was for me, everything like R&B touches your emotions and, and hits you in a certain way. 
where hip hop, it just hit me in aspects and, and it dove deep into like, you know, bringing out that inner beast in me and bringing out that inner, inner man mm. inside of me that just R&B just couldn't. And because of that, just hip hop just really took me to another level. And, and I will say because of my love for R&B as well, and then other genres ensued after that, I think it made me more of a well-rounded in, in ear when it comes to music. And I think we'll, we'll go into that deeper later on in this pod, but mm. it's, I think it's very important to diversify your sounds and what you listen to mm. um, because it helps make you uh, become a more eclectic and more well-rounded listener when it comes to the music that you consume. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I was, as, as you were talking, I was thinking about where does my love of R and B come from? And it's my, for my mother. Mm-hmm. My mother loves because my father still still is to this day loves uh, West Indian Jamaican music, you know, um, okay. Caribbean yep. music. And my so does my mother, but my mother really like. I remember listening to like on a record player like Jody Watley, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know Whitney Houston, and you know, um, you know, just different records man like you know what i mean like we talked about shit like jeffrey osborne like she had all the records you know big yeah. like i i remember listening to him on a, and it was saturday morning you know we would listen to these songs while we we're cleaning the house or the apartment at the time right and um you know and so i think those things like again really influenced my life my love for music as you said a well-rounded viewpoint of music because on the one end i'm listening to hip-hop on my cassette player right and on the other end, I had my mother playing these records and from the 80s and even from the 70s, you yep. know, and, you know, I'm learning and I'm listening to these things. And it's just really like it fused into like how I see the world and how I view music. And it's such a beautiful thing to where I try to recapture that with my kids. I'm trying yeah. to recapture moments to where they can remember and they can have these moments 20, 30 years from now about I remember this record, you know, because my dad used to play it in the car. Or he plays it in the house, you know, and so I'm trying to recreate those same moments uh, with my children because I know how much they've affected me and how I see the world, you know. Um, definitely, definitely. You know? So listen, um, let's get right into it, bro. I know we've kind of like, yep. you know, we've kind of eased into it, but um, what do you think about that statement that Andre 3000, let's just get after, you know. <laughs> I have an opinion so, on it, but you, you, I want to hear your opinion. Yep. Um, you know, but I'll let the people know. Um, Andre 3000, he's top tier to me. Mm-hmm. So he's always been in my top five. Um, dead or alive. Top five, dead or alive. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. He's always been in my top five. Um, Outcast is hands down my favorite group of all time. Um, out of artists in my lifetime between Jay-Z and Andre 3000, I've studied their lyrics the most Yeah, in my lifetime. So wow. that just kind of gives you a sense of wow. where I'm at with Andre 3K. Mm-hmm. And I saw that tweet and I saw the, the back and forth, which was very interesting to me. And it made me think like, why have I never put Andre at number one though? Mm. Mm-hmm. 
He's always been top five, maybe at some point, even top three mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, that I'm, I think back to that run in the early 2000s when Outkast was, they just finished Speaker Box and Love Below. Yeah. And Andre went on that run of features where he just killed every verse that he jumped on. Mm-hmm. Um, he may have been top three in my head at that time, mm. but I never in Jay-Z is number one in my, in my, on my list. Mm. He never overtook Jay-Z as goat status. And that tweet made me think, is that why? Mm. Why is is because he's never put out a solo project. He yeah. never put out a solo project. The closest we got to it was the love below. The love below. Yeah. Which really wasn't even a hip hop album. There, mm, there it is. Quiet as kept. There it is. Quiet as kept. Really, <laughs> it really was more in the R and B lane. It was because speaker box was the hip hop album. Can we say, I mean, it, it is Andre three K. The reason we have Drake. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Did he inspire? Absolutely, inspire Drake. Absolutely, love. Be- love below has is the father of certified lover boy. It's f- it's like, a phenomenal. It's a phenomenal album. Definitely, phenomenal. Definitely, one of my all time favorite. I can recite that album front to back. One yeah. of my all time favorite albums. And it's but actually it's my fa- not it's a actually, pure hip hop. And album. it's actually my favorite part of Speaker Box. I love the entire project. But oh, for sure. I for love sure, sure. Love Below more than I loved when it first came out. Before the hype of like, you know, hey, yeah, and all that other stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is this is my favorite part of this. I love speaker. I love um the Love Below. And in, in most people, I think most people will agree with that, that if you were to break it up, I listen to speak, um, Love Below two thirds of the time compared to about one third of the time for Speaker Box, and which is still very like no shots at no 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 no, no shade at Speaker Box, very, no very shot. strong side. It's just of a, Speaker Box. It's just Love Below, and I think also too, I was on my John Coltrane kick. I don't know if you heard of my podcast last mm-hmm. week. So, so the Love Supreme, and I was thinking to myself like, I wonder if like this is a kind of tie into the Love Supreme with the Love Below, and I was like, you know, I was like really trying to. Figured that out a little bit because, you know, he's just Andre's always on some other other shit, you know. And so, like, I love the love below, but I I can't put him up there. I yeah, I couldn't I can't do it. I can't. I couldn't. And I I will say this: there's no wrong argument with the goat. I know a lot of people say, well, because he's had so many different guest verses and he's his rhymes have been, to your point, dissected, parsed through um, and Nobody's ever going to deny that he can, any track he gets onto, he bodies it, right? Bodies it. He bodies the track. Stands out. He stands out. He's the the premiere verse. Right. You know what I mean? Like he, like even, like every track, literally, I can't even think of one track where Andre's (laughs) like, yeah, I don't know why you did that. I don't know why Andre's, that was kind of, and to that point. I've actually walked away from some Jay-Z features like, mm, Jay-Z, you didn't really do that. Definitely. I've walked Definitely. away from like, uh, I feel like you just didn't try hard enough. You know? I I get the argument that people will have where it's quantity over quality. Yeah. So for, and I think somebody said this in the comments, like they take, they give more stock into three K's quality in choice mm-hmm. than the quantity of a Jay-Z 
in in so forth. So from that aspect, I get it. I get it. Like, because if you were to just put like the quality in the selection of verses that he gets on and the songs he gets on, yeah, it to the point to the point where you know now if Dre, if Andre three K gets on a song. He's already given it his stamp of approval. He's already it's it's already a phenomenal song. It's, it's all yeah. It's funny because like Drake did the slick thing of dropping that you know um, thing where you know Andre the missing song from the original Donda, and yeah, it was kind of like yeah. well, that wasn't the flex you thought it was. Like it actually made it was it. That was actually <laughs> like it actually. I mean, I'm mad at Kanye because Kanye didn't put that on the damn album. Like. Out of, out of all the songs you put on the album, I'm, that's the one you that's leave off? That's the one you leave off? That's like, the one you leave off. I'm like, okay. really? Okay. You know, I'm like, that was like the strongest song on the entire album. Damn, it, that go, hey, Miss Donda. Yeah. yeah they that was like Yo. the strongest song. That was probably one of the strongest songs Kanye's had in like the last three years. Definitely. And like, And that was a song you, I just like, I didn't understand it. But I mean, um, you know, I, literally every song, I, I was thinking about it because in preparations podcast, I was thinking like, just in the last four years, some of the uh, the standout Andre 2000. And one of the things that there's one where um, he he does with Rick Ross where 16 is not enough. Yep. I was yep. Like, oh, my God. Yep. That is such a great. That's a, such a great. <laughs> he dist- I mean, it's a funny thing about Rick Ross. I'm going to get to Rick Ross in a moment. Well, real quick, real quick to your point. I love that you highlighted that Rick Ross verse, mm-hmm. that verse on that 16 yeah. um, cut, because it's more of a traditional hip hop sound mm-hmm. kind of verse. But then he'll flip it and he'll jump on the Walk It Out remix. Right, 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 right. And he's out here, He's spitting and you're dancing to and I I specifically remember dancing in the club yeah. to walk it out. His, his, but at the same time that verse you're was, reciting Yeah. Yeah. The whole verse. The whole verse. While yeah. you're dancing. Yeah. And he's spitting and he and he has this ability to make you dance, but he's spitting knowledge at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, because I'm gonna get into why I'm I don't believe, but I wanna give Andre three sacks his roses here. Um Part of what goes into the GOAT argument is versatility. And there's there's no, I don't know if there's an artist who's more versatile than Andre. Maybe, maybe Hove. And when I say versatility wise, this is why I can't put Eminem in that space. Because although Eminem has sold more than anybody, right? Um, Eminem's, this sounds really, really surface level. But I've never seen anybody in the club <laughs> to dance to Eminem song. I've never seen a party go up on an Eminem song. I've never seen a party go up on an Eminem song. Lose yourself. That's the only one. That's the only one. Lose yourself. That's the. That's probably the only one. But it's like I can't think of another one. I can't think of one that he's like. You just you play that song like yo, spin that shit back. Like you know what I mean. Like that's like and, so and then I, even. Even lose yourself is. Let's just be honest. There's a certain type of club. There's a certain type of club because you you're not you're not here and lose yourself in the trap. You're you not know? you're not here and lose yourself at friggin' at Cedar Suckers and sundresses. Like right. 
You know right. what I mean? Like that's <laughs> that's not the vibe you're going in, right? You know what I mean? So like, I I just I I, I um I that's my thing about Eminem, you know, and why it's hard for me to put him in that space because you know you have versatility, the ability to rock a crowd, rock a crowd, make you think. You know what I mean? Fast, slow. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I don't know what I'm gonna get from you. It's like a it's like the like when you're grading a baseball player. Um, like, do they have a five-tool player? Like, you know what I mean? Can they? Are they fast? Yeah. Are they? Can they? Yeah. Can they? Can they pitch? You know? Can they? Um, hit? Can they? Are they? You know what I mean? Fielding? You know, vision? Like, the five-tool player in the, in the baseball? Are you a five-tool artist? And Andre right. is a five. I want to put this out that he's a five-tool artist, right? Undeniable. The problem I have again, it goes into like he never gave us a seminal hip-hop solo album. He never gave us that, and and this here's my criticism because he's admitted that I don't want to put one out there because I'm too scared of the. He's admitted that, like, um, interesting, yeah, and so like because he's admitted that, it's like, man, like I can't give that to you because you've admitted the reason why you haven't given us what we what we've asked for because you're afraid of the criticism that goes along with it. And maybe the pressure or whatnot. But it's like, that's part of it. That's part of it. The same way that people criticize, and it's a legit argument, the same way people criticize LeBron, like, you, why'd you leave to Miami the first time? You know what I mean? Like, there's, I'm not saying yeah. I don't agree that he shouldn't have left to Miami, but these are legit criticisms. And you can't walk away from those criticisms. And that's all, that's all I'm saying about Andre. Like, I'm not... If somebody, if someone told me, like, you told, oh, he's he's a goat, I wouldn't sit there and be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I would never, because right. that's your personal, but I'm personally, that's where I leave it at. Like, I don't know if I can, I can hold on to that. And to that point where, you know, I, because people talk about lyricism and MC and all that other stuff, my pushback is that there are a lot of great MCs in hip hop. A lot of MCs, a lot of lyrical people, especially in groups. And so mm-hmm. we can't just give that to just because he's a top tier MC. Like that's not the, that can't be the criteria. You right. Know what I mean, be, that can't right. be the criteria because I mean, I know this sounds sacrilegious, but like shit, like Jizza, not Rizza, Jizza is probably the top tier MC in, in Wu-Tang. And they, they will tell you that like, yep. you know, Ray and Ghost, and you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, the person that really did, and put miles around us was Jizza, but Jizza never got but any. Who, cl- but who's the number? One, who gets the most shine? Meth. Meth. You know what I mean? Meth, Meth gets the most shine. Personally, Meth has the look. I didn't. Meth has the the cadence. I didn't. I never liked. I never liked to to cow. I'm gonna put that out there. I was not a fan. And that was a mid yeah, album. I mean, to honestly, me. I'm gonna be honest. I I could probably count on two hands like the number of times I fully listened to a Method Man album. It wasn't meth. Um, to Cal was if you go back and listen. I remember listening to it at the time. It wasn't that great. If you go back and listen to it now, you'd be like, "This is a terrible album." It's not that great. It's not a great but album. But he checks every other box: charisma, look, charisma, style, cadence, like yeah. style, like. The, and it's the thing. It's not just the words that you're saying. And yeah, you can. There's thousands of great rappers, right? But. The presentation. How do you present it? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you give it to the people? Like what you know? Call it what you what you want, but you know, 
he played to the female audience. He did. He did. I mean, you're you're and, all I need. You're all I need is still a, a, an incredible record. Classic. Still an incredible record. I can, I can recite that his yeah. verses in that classic record. My wife and I recited um, that on one of our anniversaries like six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm not going to hold that against him. He knew his lane. He mm-hmm. knew his strengths, and and he played to it. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Um, lyrically, Jizza was the the best lyricist out of all of them. out of all of Wu Tang. And then and second, they both deny that. And then secondary under that with to me, Ghost, Ghost, yeah, Ghostface to yeah. me. See, Ghostface to me was my favorite. Ghostface has some of the best at solo albums in Wu Tang. Supreme he, Clientele, um, Iron Man, Iron Man. Those are classic albums. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's funny because uh, he was on a Drink Tramp Champs and he talked about Iron Man not even being with his favorite. I'm like, I don't know. I, that's that's, that's <laughs> he, he said he didn't like Iron Man, but that that, that to me, he said Iron Man could have been better because he was in a good headspace because a lot was going on in his life at the time, but. Um, yeah, Iron Man and Supreme Clientele are the fact he did it on two albums. Like I love Ray, I love Rayquan, but he got that purple tape shit off one time. You know what right. I mean? Like you know, right. it still was a great album, still great listen. To, I mean, incarcerated Scarfaces. You know what I mean? Like come on now, mm-hmm. you strong, know I mean? very strong. Listen, like that's still like the, the album is still, um, still an incredible, incredible album. But like for me, it was Ghost, who's actually the preeminent member on in Wu-Tang. Definitely. You know. Definitely. Let's tie it back to Andre 3K yeah, yeah, because... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. We went off um, on a little Wu... Wu yeah, we did. <laughs> Wu-Tang forever. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, Wu-Tang love, um, love the children. It really... What you said earlier about Andre admitting about there's a hesitation there about doing a solo album. How much of that do you think it is because of the outcast brand Mm. and to me with him and big boy the reason they're my favorite group of all time no one offsets each other better than andre 3000 and big boy Mm -hmm. they were like kobe and Shaq to me right where they played off of each other so well and that's what made them so appealing because now you're gathering not just the kind of the trap audience, but now you're gathering the, the backpackers, the, the origin, you know, the, the hip hop heads as well on Andre's side. So, and you bridge that together with some, with some great Southern beats. And that's what just made to me such a great group. And I wonder if Andre you know, doesn't want to tarnish that legacy. And so he can keep doing these solo, these features and everything, but to put out another album kind of tarnishes not just his legacy, but maybe the outcast legacy as well. What, mm. What's your thoughts on that? I can, okay. I can see that it's, they became such like that album, not a quick, okay. Let's walk back. Number one, yep. Speaker Box Love Below is not even my favorite Outcast album. It's not a, at all. It's Equimini. Equimini. Equimini is the that is the preeminent album for me for Outcast. Yep. Now it's weird because I do love, I do love like actually I love all all the Outcast albums. Um, but Definitely. I think it was ATLians. ATLians is uh. 
Okay, go, I'm sorry. Go give, give your point. Go I'm ahead. Uh huh. Uh-huh. No, because I I I love when AT Aliens came out. Like you know what I'm saying? With like me and you, I was like, okay, these guys are. Like, I already loved the Southern playlist. I love that. But when yep. AT Aliens, it was like they changed up their flow, their style, their entire arcade. It was like so good. It was so different. They evolved. They, they evolved they, on that album. That second album, it, they mm-hmm. it just shows. And you know how I'm all about growth. I love when an artist shows growth and change, right? And so, like, AT Aliens was like, okay, like, I'm paying attention. I'm really in paying attention. I already liked them, but I'm I'm paying attention. And then when Equimini came out, and then remember when they they gave them five mics, it caused all this controversy because, <laughs> because a lot of people were like, who is this group out of the, getting five mics? Because remember, that was a New York thing. Like, you, you, yep. you got to get five mics, and that was hard to get five mics. Like I don't because that's it, when they went to the that's when they went to the Source Awards and they had to and they had to let people know where the South was in right. the Source Awards, right? Right, because yeah. because like they didn't the the magazine didn't give out five mics, you know, right? And so right. Like, I know it got a lot of hate. though like when they got five mics, and then when it hurt, people heard it like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, this is a five mic equipment, yeah, yeah equipment I, yeah, <laughs> I play I play equipment I more than I play speaker box love below. Oh, for sure. And for sure. And in fact, I was to the point where um I remember I still was on a tribe called Quest at that time. Yeah. Like I still like they were the yeah. best duo group, you know? And then when Equimini came out, I was like, you know <laughs> These dudes in the South. Yeah. They and and, and and that's and that's you know in this coming from two guys that weren't even in the South at that time. Mm-hmm. So, because you were in, you were in Cali by that time. Ca- I, was in New York. Ca- I was in Cali. I was in Cali. You were in Cali. Yeah. I'm still in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And, but something about that sound just caught my ear and was like, oh, this, I've never heard anything like this before. This, and they're spitting lyrics on top of it too. What like, is, where does it rank? Because you have like you have um, AT Aliens, mm-hmm. um, like Southern Playlistic. You have Equimini. Yep. No, you have Southern Playlistic. You have AT Aliens, and you have Equimini. And, and, and then you, you have, have Speaker um, Box. No, 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 no. You, box. you have um, Stankonia. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. where do you rank Stankonia? Because people don't really I, talk, people don't talk about that. Oh, and we're bringing in my boy Ken. He wants to become in this discussion. So okay, keep okay, talk- word. Yeah, word. but but um, yeah. What do you rank? Uh, what do you rank Stankonia within all the albums? What's up, Ken? Can you hear I us? Put Stankonia four. It's not. It's kind of low for me. Stankonia number their f- albums. Stankonia yeah. number four. Yeah, it's probably four. I'll put I'll put that. Ah, damn, you know what? I I can't even put it. I don't know if I can put it against Southern Playalistic either. Mm. Mm. Get up, get out. Crumbling herb, hootie hoo. Play no, okay. That's damn, tough. but yeah, oh, that's tough. Now see now 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 I'm picking children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because they. They tried a lot of random stuff because they had a, it was heavy um, interludes and stuff, which they've always done. But Stankonia, they really delve real deep into it. Yeah. Um, 
now, yes, you had the commercial success of So Fresh, So Clean and Miss Jackson. Yeah. And then you had B.O.B. But the B-sides, I feel like the B-sides were better on a couple of other albums. Yeah. 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 I like Snapping, Snapping and Trapping. Snapping and Trapping is my, probably my favorite. Yeah. I, I love Snapping and Trapping. Um, Either way. Either way, I'll say it like this. It's hard to say exactly where I will rank it, mm-hmm. but I know for sure AT Aliens is number one for me. For real? Oh, I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. I'm sorry. Aquemini. Okay. Aquemini. Aquemini is number one. AT Aliens is number two. I would say, I would say Aquemini. I would say Stankonia. Then I would say um, Speaker Box Love Below. And then I would say AT Aliens. I don't know. Yeah. Ken, you, you, you with us? Yeah. yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yep. Okay. I was just listening to this nonsense, but I was just. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Number one, I'm not ranking any of the Outcast albums because they're all amazing. They're all oh, amazing. Yeah. Come well, yeah, man. Stop, stop we that. know no. that, but no, no, stop it. Stop it, Ken. Don't start okay. that. Don't okay. start that. My bad. Give My me a problem. ranking. Okay, Jesus. If I had to do it, um, Aquemini is number one. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Undoubtedly, I think everybody believes Aquemini is number one. Okay. Agreed. After that, it is um, Stankonia, hmm. and then um, I, yeah, he's, I think he's going on my my list. Yeah. Yeah. No, but my my number three would be Southern Playalistic Cadillac. Okay. Because. When I first heard that in what ninety two, yeah, no, yeah, 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 ninety two, I was a friend of mine who was a lot older than me. You know, he was from Atlanta, and he was like, "Yo, I want you to listen to this." Like again, ninety two, we had cassettes. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. right. And then we put it in, and. I've never been in 92. I was what? I don't know. 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the intro with the, with the, with the, with the, with the flight, the pilot talking about, you know, welcome to Georgia. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and then that first, dr- that first, like when that beat dropped. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was sold from yeah. that there, right there. I was sold. Oh, so, so, Ken, let me ask you, because Rob got that. In my intro, I talked about when I fell in love with hip hop and I talked about going down and listening to my uncles um, and listening, going down the basement and and then hearing LL Cool J for the first time and I'm bad. And that was the moment that stuck with me. Rob mm-hmm. talked about when he t- put on the um, turn on the radio and he heard Hip Hop Parade in 1992. What was the moment for you when you were like, yo, that's I fell in love with hip hop? <sighs> I want to say, yeah, because, you know, you're young between the age of whatever, you know, between, you know, zero and you're listening to what people are, are around you are listening to. Yeah. Right. Again, I have parents who are from the islands, you know, from Haiti and yeah. rap music really wasn't what it, what it was. You know what I'm saying? It was just so it wasn't like that was something I was getting. Right. You know, in the house. So I would, you know, you hear it on the radio and then you, you know, you listen to your kids or what's popular or whatever. But again, I was uh, my his name was Sorrell, my friend. Then 
I mean, he was like 16. Yeah. Cause we just happened to live and I was living in an apartment, you know, when you live in an apartment with kids, everybody's friends. Yeah. 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 So he was just like, yo, I got this tape. Cause he came back from Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he came back from Atlanta with this tape and it was, it was then because after that, I mean, what doggy style came out. Yeah. Nine, yeah. 93. Yeah. 93. Yeah. Doggy style came out. Even the, like, even, even though I loved like the chronic, it wasn't what I was. I was young. It wasn't like I, that's what I was looking for. Right. But that. But when I heard that Outcast tape. Yeah. Yeah. That was it for me. Yeah. True. You know? And that's why, to me, and again, your favorite mute, your favorite music is whatever is captured that's what we at that about. age, of eleven to fourteen. Yeah. We talked yeah. about that. Yeah. Okay. And fortunately for us. <laughs> We were born in we we had music in the nineties, so yeah. Yeah. it was all great yeah. <laughs> between in between ninety and ninety nine, which was impressionable to all of us. Yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah, out like I'm telling you, I'm listening to the pilot. You know, hey, welcome to Atlanta, blah 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 blah. And then that first beat dropped, and I was just like, "This is it." So okay, L- let me ask you, because um, Rob and I we discussed ad nauseum about why. I you know I don't I I love Outcast I love Outcast I love Andre Three Stacks, but why I couldn't put him on as a goat, and I I know you hate this because we've talked about this Ken I know you hate this argument but just indulge me just for a moment okay why, why would you consider him the goat? Because everything he spits is fire. That's not that's we understand that that's that's not the we get that that's it. <laughs> okay. So okay. So, so I'm gonna challenge you then. I'm gonna challenge you on something, right? Go ahead. I'm gonna give out an artist that mm-hmm. you know, um everything he spits on a guest verse. On a guest verse he, he delivers. Mm-hmm. Ross. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I know. Why I under but on a guest verse. It's fire. His right? guest verses are fire. Okay. But they're kind of still the same. Very true. They are very true. But you Not, just said, you just said the criteria was because everything, every guest verse he spits on is fire. That's what you nah, said. Listen, that's not what I said. I said every verse Andre Three Stacks put out is fi- Every verse is fire. Has have every you, verse. Have you heard a, a bad verse from? And Ross Ross has more verses than Andre, so this actually got not fair because Andre has he's allowed himself not to be judged in the same sphere as other people because he puts out stuff very sparingly. Where Ross, Mm -hmm. he's a whore with his. He he, anybody jumps on he jumps on anybody's record, you know. (laughs) And I get it. And and again, and this is why I, in my opinion, this whole Mm -hmm. goat talk. Mm Is frustrating. You know who I think is a you know, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't no, mean it. because the criteria is whatever you want it to be. I agree. There it is. There I it agree. is. And that's 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 it right there. Yeah. It's based on what your personal criteria is. It's so subjective. Someone's criteria can be, I'm only pers- picking the person that makes me move in the club. 
someone's criteria can be I'm only picking the person that makes me think lyrically. Right. I'm only picking the person that's this, that's that. Mm -hmm. And everybody is in that's and I and I that's why I like the art analogy in the beginning of the pod cam yeah. where it's so subjective yeah and it's only it's in the eye of the beholder right now what you hear and what you see and then you can have individuals that are going based on the numbers yeah that the artist is producing yeah so now yeah. that crowd is going, but wait, but they sold X many records. Right. So how is so X, how is A better than B when A sold more records? Right. Um, and I think that takes us to the future argument. No, no, no. Before we get there, before we get there, uh-huh. before we get to the future, I want to say something controversial here. Okay. Um, why is not why is Scarface not considered because everybody we, we forgot a big person, little little Wayne. And I have an opinion about Lil Wayne. Me too. I could, oh, I can speak. Oh, we could talk on that too. Yeah, but I, I but okay. but why is Scarface not considered the king of the South more than Lil Wayne? Because he's again, you know, or even more than Andre. Because Scarface bars, Scarface can has given you club joints. Scarface has given you party. Scarface has given you stuff to think about. He's vers- his versatility there, and he hasn't jumped on a lot of tracks. So he's very. So I mean, wh- why not? So here's my thoughts on Scarface. Um, I've always thought of Scarface as the godfather of Southern hip hop. One of one of the godfathers, one of the godfathers. Scarface is a casualty of being a great artist before his region was great. I love Scarface. So before I don't know. the South, before this, before the South was really popping. So it's kind of like the argument. Um, uh, Outcast, Scarface walked so Outcast could run. Scarface walked so No Limit could run. Master P and No Limit could run. He he had to play his role in the history of mute of hip hop, mm-hmm. but without him playing that role, we don't get the artists that we discussed later on in the nineties in early two thousands. Get what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. What do, what are your thoughts, Ken? I, there's, I have several thoughts about the Little Wayne thing, real quick. But I wanna, um, we'll get to Little Wayne. I want to hear about Scarface. Scarface, and they, but they go at the same time. It's because as great as Scarface is, right? Mm-hmm. Scarface is kind of stuck at a certain time period. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But he was still, okay. he's still incredible. His, the stuff he still, you listen to it now, it still sounds incredible, right? But again, the. T- but the time period he's he's talking, we relate to that, mm-hmm. right? Me, you, Rock, forty-year-olds, yeah. fifty-year-olds, we relate to that. Okay, Scarface. The reason, not because anything, not lyrics, not music, or anything, is that the, his time timing is what has caused people to kind of forget about. And I say people, but mainstream people to forget about Scarface in the sense of he's great. Okay, it's timing. And and this and then that's why I want to say with the Little Wayne thing is because Little Wayne timing is always on point. Mm. Like I, his timing is always on point. Okay. okay, we keep forget that Little Wayne was rapping since nine to seven. Yeah, maybe six. Yeah. So here's my here's a, here's a key real quick, Cam. 
Um, because Ken just made me think about this with his point. Regional crossover mm-hmm. is huge. To me, I put Scarface kind of in the same box as E40. Okay. It's the regional mm-hmm. crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, within the South, they will argue you down mm-hmm. that Scarface should be on the Mount Rushmore of hip of hip hop. Mm-hmm. In the West, they will argue you down that E40 should be on the Mount Rushmore of hip hop. Right. But you won't necessarily get somebody from the East argue down for for Scarface. You won't necessarily get somebody from the Midwest argue down for E40. There are certain there are certain guys in in ladies that in this hip hop world where their greatness is kind of region based. Mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and it's those that break out of that region base that become the quote-unquote goats right across the time and that's where i think like little wayne ken by ken mentioning Lil wayne he's someone that it doesn't matter what region you're in it doesn't matter what country you're in mm-hmm. you hear hip-hop you know Lil wayne mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know so here's here's my thing with Lil Wayne. Um, again, here's my, my fault, yo. Yeah, no, it's all good. here's my thing with Lil Wayne, man. Um, I I love Lil Wayne. My problem with Lil Wayne <laughs> is that when you listen to old Lil Wayne, it don't it don't hit the same. His songs, like they don't have the same. It's like weird, like. They're it's, when I listen to older Little Wayne, it doesn't really. Now, when you say older Little Wayne, are you talking about like Hot Boys Little Wayne, or are you talking about like mixtape Wheezy? It's weird. Mixtape Wheezy sounds better than album Wheezy. Mm-hmm. You know, he does. like the Carter does. Three does not is, is not a great listen anymore. What? Yeah, I don't. Whoa. I don't. It's not, a, it's not a great listen to me. Whoa. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You lost me, Ken. I don't care. I don't care. I'm saying this controversial. I don't. I don't listen to the Carter Three like that. Whoa. I listened to it. I listened to it a few months ago, and I was like, it's not doing it what I thought it was gonna do. Nah, that's all right. That's my. I'm gonna let you. That's your opinion. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. I didn't say it was popular. I said it's unpopular opinion. The Carter Three doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't like. Listen, it doesn't go that well for me. I can even say the same way for Illmatic. There's only a few songs I like on Illmatic. Like I love, it ain't hard to tell. But like you listen to some songs of Illmatic, I'm like it's it's not it's a slow listen. You know, it's I I can't listen to the entire the entirety of Illmatic. That's I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just I, being honest. I, hey, hey, I understand. We all got our we all got our you know. Crossed bear. He chose to, you know, say the Carter Three is not a good listen. No, I said now. I said then it was great. When I li- re-listen to it now, it's not. I it's not it's not a great listen for me. Okay, that's what so, I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I didn't say then. Then it was great to listen. When I listen to it now, I'm like, this is kind of boring. I don't really want to listen to this. So, Cam, in your top five. You weigh where? How much weight do you put on longevity? Well, what's the term that I'm looking for? Where um, timelessness, t- like timelessness, timelessness. Mm-hmm. You so it seems like you put a heavy weight on timelessness. I want to in hit, your top five. Yeah, I, the songs I need to hear records 
Like if I hear a Tribe Called Quest song, I, it needs to sound great to me. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't just like oh it was it was great back in '94. Like no, well let me listen to it now. Like you know what I mean? Like is it sound? How does it sound great? Oh, it sounds sounds great now. Okay, y'all still deserve to be up there. You know what I mean? Like I I have to. I'm just being honest. Okay, I like bro. that's the thing I put on it. Can the bro, song the Carter Three is hard, bro? At the time, hey, yeah. I listen. At the time, li- can't, can't. Yeah. I'm looking at the track listing right now, Me and bro, you wildin'. It's okay. You wildin', bro. It's okay. You is wildin', bro. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like, you are really tripping right now. Okay. Yeah, Lollipop still goes for you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lollipop still goes for you? A milli. A milli. It ain't terrible. A milli, the, the best part about a milli is the friggin'... Okay, I'm, let me stop. A milli is a timeless track. Don't even front. A milli is a timeless track. Mrs. Officer still gets played in the clubs. Um, <sighs> let the beat build is low key let a great, beat, a really strong. Beat let the beat build probably st- let let the beat build is still is still the best one on that damn album. Shoot me down is a good B side. Oh, let the man. Beat, let the beat build is the best part. A milli a milli still kind of like it sounds. Sounds dated to me. I'm sorry. A Millie sounds dated to me. Um, Lollipop sounded dated to me. You know, <laughs> you ain't got nothing. Sound dated to me. Like it. It's. I'm sorry. I'm me. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let him. Let him believe what. That's, let, the, that's, that's how that's I feel. Opinion. That's my opinion. That's how he feels. It's how, that's I feel. how he feels. It sounded dated to me. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I didn't right. say I, didn't say I was continue. right. That's, Let's continue. But, but I say it all that to say it's all subjective, and for I'm sure. and I'm allowed to be wrong in my own. I'm allowed for y'all to think I'm wrong. Hey, Rob. Yes. On a side note, I'm gonna pretend Kamara's not on this phone call right now. Okay. <laughs> he just said Artist Three is not good. Oh, it's just that's, what, that's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> That's what he said, I'll and he's sticking to it too. I'll, 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 shut, I'll, I'll flip this entire podcast off. I don't give a shit. <laughs> 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 Won't be no damn podcast. <laughs> okay, change. We need to change the subject before we start fighting on this on the Zoom call. I'm, you know what? I probably have lost podcast listeners at this point. Four <laughs> might be a better listen production wise. Because the beats were better. Okay. Mm. Okay. And and so I go back and forth between a Carter three and a Carter four. Um because but his thing with the difference with the, each of the like each of the carters are different though. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what I say. Okay, I, I respect him for that. Like each one each one was different. But I can see where you can say lollipop. Uh, no, I can't. No, I was trying. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine, bro. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not here for you to get on my side. I'm here to make a point. That's <laughs> my point. Is that it's all subjective. Yeah. No. And and and, that, and this is why I don't like having those arguments. Okay. Okay. You know, and, and this is why when I when when somebody puts a tweet or whatever, but on but I want but I want to make sure I'm clear at the time. The Carter Three was the album. 
was yeah, yeah. And I can, I mean, I just we have to understand that came out. I mean, what two thousand eight, two thousand eight. So yeah, I mean, Jesus, that's forever ago. <laughs> that's when, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's when we. That's when we still believed in. Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, yeah. So I can understand. I can understand. You know the the. If you go back into it, listen to it now, you'd be like, "Wow, okay, maybe I don't want to listen to this." So I can I can see that. That's all I'm saying. I didn't I just didn't want to listen to a lot of those tracks. I'm like, I don't want to hear this. This is boring to me. Like, let the beat build is still is still, you know. Yeah. But again, this is when I say, Andre three thousand. I don't ever want to be like, I don't want to listen to any of those lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I say. I don't, I don't, I don't want to listen to any. I, I've never said I don't want to hear anything from three thousand ever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been time when Lil Wayne has done some things. I'd be like, eh, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or oh, anybody, I'd be like, okay. I mean, maybe you needed to check. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But there's never, but there's never been a when I hear, damn, three thousand is gonna be on something. I'm looking for that something. Yeah. I'm looking. for let me ask you. So, when people, so when people wait, said, hold on, hold on. Okay, let me ask you. When people were saying that Little Wayne can go against Jay in in adversities, where were you on that side of it, Ken? It, he can go on because we're we're picking twenty songs. Yeah, he can find twenty. If we're doing, if we're doing, we're finding 20, twenty out of two thousand. Like, come shit. on, man. Yeah, find. I mean, like Wayne has fire shit. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the mixtapes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The mixtapes, the no the, ceilings, the no, the no ceilings, De- I, dedication. Uh, yeah, the dedication stuff. Yeah, you know. Right. So he has like a library of stuff where, yeah, this song is better than that song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The produ- everything was just hit on that song, so that song is better. You know, so to me, the whole the verses thing lost what it was really about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Towards what? You know, to me, after, really, after that, well, first with the Beanie Man, Bounty Killer one, and then they upped their game up with, like, the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire because that was, like, music, music. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, those guys made those tracks. They produced the music. They did all that. Yeah. Right. You know, everything else was just like, okay, I got these songs. This is your songs. Let's, let's, no, I like, let's, I like the Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight one. Yeah. But yeah, but again, that's where that was that was musical. Yeah, they wrote that. You know what I'm saying? And they they got 50, 60 years in the game. Right. You know, like okay, here's an example. Um, was it Ashanti and was it Ashanti doing one with somebody? Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole. Then she go against yeah. Keisha Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Moving on. All right. Moving no, on, yeah. Rob, what, what were you gonna say? Do you remember what, you're, what were you gonna so? Um, to Ken's point about Andre 3K and Lil Wayne, it's <sighs> I'm not gonna punish Lil Wayne for the approach he took to his career. I feel like you're punishing him a little because, yes, where Andre was very strategic and timeless and very intentional about what he released. Little Wayne took the approach where, you know what? I'm floody streets. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm on a streak yeah. to the point, to the point where he got bored. 
where he got bored. And that's when he released the rock album, that rebirth rock mm-hmm. album. And he put out some other stuff where you could tell he's just putting out music just to put out music. He knows it's not his best stuff, too. Right. He knows this. Right. But he just loves music. I'm not. So in my opinion, I'm not going to weigh that against Lil Wayne for not taking the same approach that Andre did. Now, with that being said, I love Andre and the fact that he took that approach and he's even in this conversation because out of all the quote unquote goats that we're conversing about, he has the smallest catalog out of everybody. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. and I will say uh, with Little Wayne, he I think he watered down himself to too too much to the point where right. you know it took away from just his greatness because he put out so much material. He even I think he made a quote recently. He said that uh, it takes some months or weeks to write a rhyme because he said pretty much everything, and so like is he's rhymed everything. So he said it's hard for him to come up with rhymes now because he's like over three decades of writing stuff. It's like it's hard for him now. Like I've already said that, or I've already made that rhyme, or I did something similar than that. Like in two thousand nine, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so like. I think that the quantity may have hurt Lil Wayne's, uh, and not hurt him because he's still considered on the Mount Rushmore. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's really where we're at with it. Um, and and with that, what you're saying right there is okay. The guy said, "If you could hold seven or eight albums on your own," I, my thought is my theory, you know, because. Yeah, I think we lost Rob. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah. I think we lost Ken. No, 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 I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Oh, most artists have five. Yeah. Five albums at best. Yeah. And okay, they have five great albums. In Not them. even great. Not even great. <laughs> Not even great. Okay, so they got three great albums. <laughs> If that <laughs> lower, lower. Most artists have two. He had to, he, he hit the Jay Z line. So then, uh, the other was Illmatic. <laughs> One was eh, the other was Illmatic. <laughs> and, 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 and that's what I'm saying. Like when you have rap, when you have like really like good rappers, right? Yeah. And they have ten albums. Let's just say ten albums, right? Yeah. You really, if you were a fan of them, you really only checking out maybe five of them. Yeah. Really three, like you said, maybe three. Yeah. Three. It's yeah. usually the yeah. first one, right? The first one, maybe the second one, and probably their fourth or fifth one. And then it's a smattering of other albums. Like, I love this track on this album. I like uh-huh. that yeah. track on that album. This is like, you know what I mean? I start put pulling things from the albums I like. You know, then yes. we start creating. Then we start creating playlists. Playlists, off those, playlists yeah. from that artist. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, for example, Kendrick is about to give us an album soon, right? We're gonna get to, we'll get to right. Kendrick. We we'll get to Kendrick. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. 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 So let me let Let's me take it there. I no, think. No, I think hold we've, on. I think we've. But before we get to, because I want to talk to about future. Okay. All right. God, but, do we really have to? Yes, because I want to mention yes, something. Ken. Yes, because <laughs> I want to. Before we talk about future, I'm gonna play a clip. Okay. 
Okay. And there's a reason why I'm playing this clip. So bear with me. Yo, this that president shit is crazy, big. He listened to it. Yo, man, yo, your man's nice. And we got to that. But we didn't get to he's the illest, right? Now, you're riding around with the dude that you feel is one of the best you'll ever hear, telling him about another one. My dude is the illest, respectfully. But he's my guy. So what you believe is going to be what you believe. But now the whole junior mafia are like, oh, we want to kill Clark. And, and Why? Because like, you're, you're forcing. Because like, you're forcing. No, because I'm trying to make them understand. Yeah, I know he's nice, but my man is. And they're all going, yo, what kind of disrespectful shit are you on? So cool. We're, we're on our way back to New York and Big has to go to the studio. And he says, yo, I'm going to go do a second verse on who shot you. When I come back, you're going to say I'm the best. Right, Shit. so he goes. If who, for people who don't know who shot you, that first verse was always there. Yeah, it was from, on a record from, with Keith Murray, and it was on Mary J. Blige's interlude. Yeah, but interlude. you didn't get to hear Big's verse. So that verse, hey, you he have the said, Keith Murray version. Hmm. You have the Keith Murray version. Kinda. Can we have it? <laughs> I just want it for my collection. I won't play it. Wow, that's going to find that. But regardless, right, right. so we go back. Like two days later, we're back and we're at the airport and we're about to leave. And he goes, Yo, yo, nah, 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 nah. We ain't getting on the plane. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, I got to play this for you. They bring out the radio and he plays Who Shot You? I'm like, I know that. He will, no. You're going to say I'm the hardest rapper out. I said, no, you're definitely, pause, the hardest rapper out. He's like, nah, but you're going to say I'm iller than your man. And I was like, dog, I, I give you that you're like amazing to me. But you could not concede that he was better nah, than Jay. But then he's like, listen to this. And he plays who shot you from beginning to his end friend versus his son you got to see where it's at <laughs> jay's his friend big's his son see what i'm saying <laughs> but i'm listening Ooh. to it and i'm just like fuck he really meant that shit yo you know what i'm saying so i'm telling him i was like yo you know what and that's when i i figured out rapper mc like remember how i tried to explain to you the difference between rapper and mc that day is when i figured it out i said yo for real you said your rhymes better than anybody I've ever heard say their rhymes. And he was like, the fuck are you talking about? So I'm the best. I was like, no, you're the best rapper I've ever heard. And he was like, so what does that make your man? I said, my man's the best MC I've ever heard. He was like, what the fuck is the difference? See, but you gotta <laughs> No, but like Junior Mafia, we're all in a in an airport and now shit is heated. These dudes are mad. They're like, what the fuck, man? Fuck this nigga, man. Leave this nigga home. Like now I can't go on the road because they're like, fuck him. And I was like, no. You say your rhymes better than anyone I've ever heard. He says the best rhymes I've ever heard. And he was like, but am I the hardest? Mm. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah, you got it. So got it. then I walked away from it. And then I was like, okay, yeah, you can get on the plane now. Yeah. All right. So y'all caught that, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I, I, and when you're done, I got something on top of that, too. No, no, no. I, I just put, But I wanted to play that to talk about rapper versus MC because there's a difference and I say all that to say again sacrilegious here Cardi B is a good rapper really yeah. good rapper in fact I'll even say she's an excellent rapper you know and I'll say she's an excellent rapper because I cannot lie she the way she hits a bar it's catchy. Oh, she hits hard. Yeah, yeah. She hits a bar mm -hmm. exceptional. I don't say she's a great MC. 
because she get everything's written for her. But the way she hits a bar, you can't take that away. So when I saw the headline, "Best Rapper Alive," I was like, I shrug. I don't agree, but I was like, mm, okay, if that's what that's what they want to get, best rapper, whatever, you know. And you know what? And to take that along, we are Rob. You, we talked about the stats of like, you know, what future and you know, thirty billion streamed songs and um. And, you know, his influence over Atlanta. He's like the king of Atlanta. He's influenced more people than Andre 3000, as mm-hmm. far as rappers concerned. You know, I mean, he created a whole new genre of rap. He created an entire genre of rap. So, like, and he's done it for over a decade. And mm-hmm. so, like, I understood what that was about. You know, and I think sometimes we get caught up in, like, oh, he ain't, you know, because the article said, is, is Kendrick the greatest rapper? Kendrick's not the best rapper. Kendrick's the the best artist, period. He's the best hip hop art. He's the best artist. We have like he's not. Don't put him as a rapper because then you're con- comparing him to like to the Cardi B's and the Uzi Verts and the friggin and the Gunners. Like he, they're not on a. You know what I mean? Gunna has a song called Push a Push and Ping. To have that song is them humming. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just them humming. <laughs> don't put Kendrick on that. That's not. That's not fair to Kendrick. That's not even fair to Gunna. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what I that's where my head was at. But go ahead, Ken. I wanted to hear oh, you go go ahead, Rob. No, go ahead, Ken. You first. You first. No, All, no. Right. All right. So my respect to Future because Future is first member Dungeon Family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Future has always been Future. He's never changed who he's who he's been. He's never changed his rap style. He's never changed anything. When Future got on, that's what he was. Right. Future, and he's created, like we said, a whole new lane. I mean, everybody that you hear doing this melodic yeah. thing, yeah, because Future. And as again, me and my younger brother, we have a lot of conversation about music. And he goes, "If I want somebody to sing on my track, I'm not gonna get." I'm not gonna get the the copycat. I'm just gonna go get the original. Right. So let me just let me just go put feature on there. You know what I'm saying? And but when I read, I didn't even read the article. I saw the cover and I was like, "Huh? Yeah." So this is what we do. Yeah. And then now that I hear that 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 snippet you played, I get it. Because because at the moment, future still drives. The numbers. He still drives content. He still yep. drives. He still drives content, and I'm not gonna sit there and say I hate everything. You know, because I do jam to a lot of shit that he put, that he puts out. Yeah. You know, so when I saw it, I was upset. Then, like you said, I had it. I had to take some time to realize what they were talking about. Yeah. Because he's not. He's not a better MC than J Cole. No. He's not. Better, he's not better than Kendrick. No. He's not better than, you know, I mean, there's a whole plethora. He's not better than Jay-Z. He's, I mean, he's not better than Kanye. There's a whole plethora of things that are rappers that we could put in front of them or MCs in front of them. But I get why they did that, because he's still a staple in the game for as long as he's been in it. And he hasn't really changed who he's been. Nope. Nope. You know what I'm saying? But. Yes. But yeah, that's all right. 
what do you think? What are so, your thoughts, Rob? Like, so when I saw the future cover, you know, I, it's the Alonzo morning meme when he's sitting on the bench. <laughs> where he's like, At first, it's like, what? But then you just take a second. You're like, OK, all right. I get it. I get it. Because I understand that my thought process and what my criteria is as a 38 year old mm-hmm. hip hop fan is not what the criteria that they were talking about in that magazine. Mm-hmm. Right. And your the clip you played further emphasizes that point. We're talking about rappers. So we're talking about the total package. Yeah. We're talking about the sales. We're talking about the emotions that they invoke in people. And that's my thing with this generation, where our generation, we wanted not just the emotion that you brought out of us, but we wanted to hear what you what you had to say behind it, too. Right. Right. So I feel like this to me, to me, this generation is more on emotion. No, yeah, this generation is more is more about rapping. It's more about than, feeling than than just, about just, like lyricism. Exactly. It's yeah. more about what what does this song make me feel? Yeah. Does it put me in a vibe? Yeah. Does it put me in a groove? Right. That's what this generation's in my opinion their highest criteria is based off of. So, if that's the case, sure. Future can be on your cover. But so, sure. I mean, but now you guys got with that being said, you guys have sons. With that, you guys got sons the same similar age. And we do to, to that point, they listen to vibes. Am I right, Ken? Am I right to Rob? Yeah. They listen to vibes. They are on the vibes. Correct. The vibe. Correct. Now, so for me, being a 38-year-old male that still wants to listen to hip, that still has a love for hip hop and still wants to hear what's what's hot right now. I'm going to give you my top three of this, like of this era. Okay. My top three of this era are Kendrick, J. Cole, and Tyler. Mm -hmm. And, and that says to you, okay, Rob is still going off of great artists, great musician, you know, as far as like the really good um, rappers, but they're all to me, the best MCs as well as rappers as well. To me, Kendrick, J. Cole, and Tyler are the complete package. You don't put Drake in their in, own in put, their own shape or form. You don't put Drake in there. Hell no. Let's no. <laughs> why, Drake. Why not? I'm not. I'm not putting for me. I'm not putting Drake in that top three because to me. He's in that side category with future now. And he's chosen and he's chosen that lane. Okay. He's chosen to be in the lane with 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 future. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You want to focus on record sales. You want to focus on um on Felix and right. getting in and, and getting that vibe and people getting that vibe from you. That's perfectly okay. Okay. That's not gonna qualify for my top five or right, right now. Okay. Okay. So yeah. What about you, Ken? My my thing with well, my thing with Drake, you know, I just piggyback on that is he's a chameleon. It's whatever's hot at the time. So he's not yeah. willing to like he's never taken a chance on the album. 
That's my nope. problem with him. Yeah. Like he's never taken he's never taken a chance on the album. Um Kendrick is taking some chances on some on on some on some music. I mean, the Pimple Butterfly didn't have a single. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, like there was a rate there was a song that was on the radio, but <laughs> right. it ain't a single. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um and I think with Drew he's 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 what's hot at the time. Let me put the hottest artist, or let me do a song with the hottest artist. And I respect it. Keep my name going. Keep my name in there. Keep my yeah. name going. You know what I'm saying? And he's not willing to take a, a chance. Like Tyler, that Igor, you know, that Igor album, like Come When You Get Lost is great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that that Igor album is what built his fan base up. I agree. Yeah. I will I will go a step back. I will say even before that, um, what was the album before the Igor? I think it was Wolf. Yeah, Wolf. Um, yeah. No, wait, wait. Flower Boy. Flower Boy. Flower Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Flower yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Wolf was that. Wolf was before Flower I will Boy. Argue yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Wolf, Wolf, he was still like rapping on some wild shit. Yeah. Like Flower Boy. I agree. Is, I agree with that. In in my opinion, when the shift happened for Tyler. And he he just brought in a whole nother fan base. Because let's just be honest, females were not listening to Tyler before Flower Boy. No, Listen, I, t- I wasn't. I, I really t- wasn't t- listening. I really wasn't listening to it until you put me on a Flower Boy. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Because yeah. Rob, you, we had that. Was like, I was like, yo, yo, check out Flower Boy. I was like, yo, that's a, that's a hard album. Yeah. I, I was like, that's actually a hard album. I, I so I admit I wasn't on Tyler early. Yeah. Well, Same I mean. Here. Like for me, I was on Tyler when you know the whole Odd Future, Earl Sweatshirt, even Frank Ocean, all them I, yes, were on I, there because I was aware of them brother, at the time, but I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't on them like that. Yes, and again, I have a younger brother, so he was on them, and he was like, "Yo, you need to listen to this Tyler. He say some wild shit now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he say some wild shit, but he got he got them bars right. He so do. I've been on Tyler, and I've been on Tyler for a while, and when like Igor wasn't for me mm-hmm. right because i just i wasn't i i just wasn't feeling it. it wasn't for me but what i noticed and what i saw was after igor you know yeah yeah his fan base blew up after flower Boy. listen i took my daughter to his concert yeah there were kids who had igor wig on wigs on like mm-hmm. yeah they were they and i and i ain't even talking about white kids y'all yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were dressing like Tyler. They had little tiny briefcases. Like yo, he like whatever he did. Yeah, it, it all happened at the Eagle because again, not only was he not only is he a good rapper, right? But he's able to tap into like these these emotions, these kids, like you know the whole emotional emo stuff, whatever that he's able to tap into. And this is for me, Drake makes good singles. But they're super loose. They're all to me. I think every track on Drake's album is a Lucy. Everything's a Lucy. It is a Lucy. That's. It, I agree. I agree. You I know agree. what I'm saying? Everything. Like I'm gonna go in the studio. I'll make like 15 Lucys, and then we'll we'll call it the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know we'll call it the album, but you know we're gonna give you like six singles. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, and and again to your point, that's him just knowing the marketplace. That's it. And that's the way that that we consume a lot of that generation just consumes music now. 
Yeah. It's the playlist generation. The playlist. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And again, I ain't mad at Jerry. Do do hey man, do you uh make that happen. Right. You know at this point right now, he's been what 10, 10, 15 years in the game. Yeah. Yep. Oh, however long he's been in for a minute. You're you're not trying to change the narrative of who you are as a rapper mm-hmm. or as an MC. Because you haven't done anything different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, but that's move- go ahead. Real quick, I got a question, right? You know, yeah. we're talking about, you know, rappers who you know who write who are good rappers and then they sell records. Where do we put a rapper like Eminem? We had the conversation. Um I I like Eminem, but I just told him I was telling Rob before you jumped on that this idea of Eminem it's hard for me because Eminem is very one dimensional for me. I just, but I, okay. but his appeal, I understand his appeal, and there are generations of people who love Eminem. I like Eminem, and I still, I, I listen to some Eminem songs. You know, um, you know, my favorite Eminem song actually is "I Am." Whatever you say, you know what I mean? Yeah, I sit back at the dad, yeah. da, 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 like that. That whatever you say, I yeah, am. And that yo, when he hits that flow, it's just like it's it still goes crazy. Stan still goes crazy. We still we people ever since that song. That's all we call people now. Is Stan, you a Stan? Like you know what I mean? Like, stand, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean that song created a whole new definition. It yeah. created an entire definition of how we define people and how fandom. We, fandom. <laughs> you know, um, I just it's hard for me because I said Eminem. I've never heard anybody say, well, you're at a party or at a club, yo, put that Eminem on. Let's rock this club. Like, I've never heard that. And I know that's a very particular, very surface level grading of him, but it's hard for me. Like, I, I the versatility there, it just is, it's not there. I've, I, I'll take it a step further, Cam. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I played back in the whole Eminem album. Oh, okay. There's that too. I can't. I can't. I, I I recognize it. I I always every time I tell myself, and I know this about myself with him. Mm-hmm. And every time I tell myself, I'm gonna give this album a good strong chance. I think I end always I always end up listening maybe twice and never coming back to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, and so, and, but that's yeah. my. Thing. He has, I think, ten or eleven albums. Right. I don't know how yep. many. Albums, yeah. No, Something no, no. Like that. Or eleven. Cause I'm an Eminem fan. So for me, and I, and what both of you guys are saying is true, right? Like you're not going to play an Eminem song at a party. Right. Cause that's going to ruin the, the, the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, you know what I'm saying? And, but again, he, just like him and Lil Wayne, they've said so much stuff. Like what is there else to say? Right. So, okay. okay. you know, it comes, now where you're just putting out music because you just want to put out music. Right. 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 And, and this is where and this is where I think when a guy like Kendrick gives you like a five year hiatus, that's a reason. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate it. I appreciate it. So let's get into Kendrick. Okay. I, with the understanding that there will be an entire podcast on that by the way. I just feel like, you know, we just gonna give you the warm up. This is this is the warm up, right? Um, 
Rob, what do you? What, I'm let, let me let you start it off. I mean, I feel like I've said on this pod before that the anticipation has never, ever, like, I can't think in the past decade as much anticipation for an album as I can think of this album. Mm. Um, really? I, I truly believe that because... Think about that. Think about how long we've been waiting and hearing about... We've been hearing about this album since 2020. No, no. We've been hearing about this album since 2019. Since 2019, before the pandemic. Yeah. And then we chalked up the, the pandemic to putting it on hold. You don't want to release an album while everybody's inside. That's just, mm. you know, suicide on your career. You can't even tour with it. I get it. And then remember, the conversation was, OK, as soon as we start going back outside, we're going to get we're going to get um, Drake. We're going to get J. Cole and we're going to get Kendrick. Yeah. Drake and J. Cole stayed to course. They did what they did in 2021. They did what they did in 2021. And so we were like, okay, yeah. All right, Kendrick, your turn. Yeah. Hey, Kendrick. Your turn. (laughs) Hey, Kendrick. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. There is not a more anticipated album I can think of in the past decade. I would agree that I have, I would agree. Let's just put it like that. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't know if I've, I've been waiting for an album like this. Yeah, I don't think so. In my in my five time. years, five years since we got his last album, and then on top of that, he doesn't even put out Lucy's. On top of that, yeah. All right. So so let me. Okay, Ken. Do you you want to? You have something to say about this? Oh yeah, uh, you know all I want to say is I mean I don't appreciate him playing the Riddler right now. All these little got <laughs> <laughs> yeah. me searching three hundred and seventy eight files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for, <laughs> just for just to hit that the one black file and it's like file not found. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I'm a, I didn't set y'all up for this, so I want to, but I want to ask you, and I was kind of I'm can't calling off the cuff. What is your favorite Kendrick song? No, no, I'm sorry. Before we get album. into that, before we, let, song or album? No, can we, okay. Let me, first, which are you a what? What type of Kendrick are you? Are you a Section Eighty, Good Kid, Mad City, Damn, or To Pimp a Butterfly? I think I already know what you are, Rob. I already know what you are, but I just didn't want you to put on wax. Uh, you? There's no wrong answer with this, but I just wanted to. Ask. I I know what you are. You've already told me this. I know, but. Again, this is so tough, and now you're making me put it on wax, and I'm mad at you for this. No, nah, it's all good. For making me put this decision on wax. You want me to come back um, to you? No, you're fine. Okay. I'm going to, all right, Good Kid, Mad City, because, again, yeah. it was my introduction to Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know about Section 80 at first. I didn't know about um, the mixtapes at first. My introduction to Kendrick was Good Kid, Mad City. And I can specifically remember at that time, um, I was actually going to uh, Miami to meet up with my cousin and a couple of the homies. Yeah. And it is exactly when um, Good Kid, Mad City came out in 2012. 
And all I remember, and so because at that time I was still living in Orlando, so they were flying in from D.C. Mm-hmm. I drove down from Orlando so we could use my whip to ride around Miami. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yo, Rob, who is this that you're playing? Mm-hmm. And the whole time we're cruising down sunset and everything, it's like they're bobbing their heads. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I know, right? Right. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This this is like there are only so many albums that invoke a specific memory of where I was, what I was doing when that album came out. Yeah. So, yes, for me, Good Kid Mad City is my number one because of the personal attachment that I have to it. Okay. All right. And yes, I'm gonna, so there I'm, it is. I'm gonna, okay, that we'll get back to what your favorite Kendrick song is. Ken, which one are you? Are you which, which oh, Kendrick? Pimple Butterfly. Pimple Butterfly. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. You want to expound on why, or just you want to leave it at that? Um, because I've never. Ex- First of all, he had one of my favorite rappers on his album throughout the whole album. Yeah. <laughs> Tupac, of course. Yeah. Um, and then the way he interlaced that into his album was, you know, to me, it was it was amazing. Yeah. Um, it was that. And I felt like the Pimple Butterfly was grown. Um, because, again, I I, I mean, I, I'm listening to Kendrick from Section 80 to, uh, you know, overly, edu- you know, overly dedicated. Yeah. So I already so I, like so like like unlike Rob, who his first experience is with Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. For me, Good Kid, Mad City was more hey, Dr. Dre Productions on here, or Dr. They had that that Dr. Dre touch to it, so it was a little bit more um, polished. Polished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the production was a little bit better. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not gonna say better. It was just more polished, right? Yeah. Um, so, but good, um, the Pimple Butterfly was so different from all his other stuff and it was personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that shit was like, it was personal, you know, and you know what I'm saying? It was like, and I felt, and I, I felt every song on there. Okay. All right. You know, and that, you know, but my favorite song of his is not on that album. <laughs> oh, okay. What's your favorite song? Oh, money, money trees. Okay, money. Right. Okay. So let me let me say this. Um, it's without anybody who knows me knows, and it, even if you look at my damn podcast art, you can see what album is on there. There's three albums on there. There's Coltrane, which I highlighted last week, right? Um, Off the Wall, my favorite mm-hmm. Michael Jackson album, and then um, To Pippa Butterfly. Um, those are my, and I have other vinyls, but those are the albums I love. I go back to all the time. And to to me, I love Section Eighty. I love Good Kid, Mad City. I, but I love Pimper Butterfly because it was nothing I heard from Kendrick do before. It's it was so. Wait, stop for a second. You trying to tell me you don't have an album from your favorite artist on there? What are you talking about? Jay Z. You say Jay Z? No. I, no. On your cover art? I have albums. Vi- Listen. Yeah. We're not, not going to go okay, there. Okay. 
We're not going to go there. <laughs> We're not going to go there. Those albums actually, rip, there's a reason why those three albums are on there, by the way. I'm just messing I know, you know I know what you I know you are, but like, so like, but the Pimple Butterfly was so vastly different than everything that I was used to, um, and that I was expecting. Especially, I thought he was going to come off. It would have been easy for him to pivot from Good Kid, Mad City to, and then do the same linear sound. I actually think Damn is a be, is a cousin to Good Kid, Mad City, um, than to Pimple Butterfly. And that's not a shot at Dam. Damn is still a phenomenal album, but I just felt like that song, that album was just it sonically was and emotionally was so different that I was like, Jesus, this kid is the goat. Like I can't even front. Like through and the way he weaves an entire, it's a concept album that he weaves an entire story throughout. Mm-hmm. That is just beautifully. It's just it's and it, it attacks. It's very so. Here's the thing. Boom. Here it is. Where Good Kid, Mad City was an evaluation of a person who was coming up in an environment, a harsh environment. The Pimple Butterfly was an evaluation of black people in ter- as a whole and our our space in white America and how okay. we viewed our space. And then Damn was a more internal album of how he viewed himself and how mm-hmm. the world perceived him. So you see that? Like, so Good Kid, Mad City was like, I'm talking about Compton and the life and the things I've experienced in Compton. To Pimp a Butterfly was like, I'm talking about black people. And it was more or less, it was, uh, um, it was a bigger, is a bigger conversation for us to kind of look at like how, like hood politics, you know what I'm saying? Institutionalized complexion. You know what I mean? Like Wesley's theory, like all these things, you know, it it, it spoke about the diaspora, diaspora. It talked about the black diaspora, whereas damn talked about what am I doing in my life and how people view me. And that's what I looked and that's how I view these. Kids. So I'm excited to see this new person that's going to that we're going to see in a few weeks. Like, what is he going to talk about now? Right. Mm. And that's because like, what is he going to touch on? You know, that's going to make us pierce through the album, you know, because um, there's a lot of that he could have spoke. He could speak about. So what is he going to focus in on at this point? And I think that's why Damn actually received a Pulitzer because it was like such an internal, internalized album. Like, so we're going to talk about favorite Kendrick song. It's it's a toss for me, but I it's not. It's funny, although The Paper Butterfly is my favorite album. Um, dying of thirst. Sing about me dying of thirst is his best song, bruh. <laughs> That's mine. That is mine as well. That is, that is bruh. That, that is, is an excellent. Song. That's an. I had excellent. no idea you were gonna say that, but that's what I had queued up. That's my favorite, and and, and to the point where, think about me dying of thirst is something like it's almost like that should have been on Tapimba Butterfly, but it could have been. That but was the thing about it. Could have honestly, it could have been on Damn. It could have been on no. Damn. Like it's just, it's such a timeless song. It's such an mm-hmm. incredible song, and it it's in three parts. It tells three stories, and it's so such a beautiful. It's like a it's like a movie. It's like it a really it's is. like a novel. You're like watching a you're like listening to a novel in like eight minutes. But it's a, but his thing about that song it's a continuation from Keisha's story. 
on high pa- yeah. on on section eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yep. and so like that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a, he's such a great storyteller. He's such a great storyteller, man. And so I, I'm I'm I, I don't care. People call me a stand, whatever, like that. But like for me, Kendrick is he's it. He's 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 the person. He's the guy. You know, and but again, so now let's think about this for a second, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna give us this album right here. Yeah, that's gonna give him five albums. Yeah, that he that he's done seven. Right? No. Yeah. Are we including? <laughs> we're including section eighty. We're including. Um, well, yeah. Okay. Be dedicated. Six, yeah. Okay. I wasn't counting seven, Black eight. Panther. Yeah, wasn't yeah, counting. Yeah. It's going to be eight albums, okay. actually, technically speaking. And I guess you want to count the unreleased joints. I guess untitled. Untitled I, is still a phenomenal. It's only eight. Yeah. Yeah. Untitled. So I guess you know you can say he got he has what eight, eight under his belt. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, but then again, so he's given us "quote unquote" eight albums. If he stops right now, you have enough songs in his collection to ride out for forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and this is when he says, this, like when he said, "This is my last album on TDE." I actually think it's his last album, period. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he might do one on that. Was it KP Lang? Yeah, KP Lang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he might put one out there because, of course, that's his. You know, that's his thing. So let's do that. Right. But at the same time, you sit there and go, "All right," because it took five years to get this. It's gonna take to get the next one. Yeah. I. I so I'm this is that- where this is where Kendrick kind of reminds me of Andre Three K, where he's very strategic where and I think it's kind of like a day by day basis kind of thing so today he may say you're right Ken I don't know if he'll put out another album after this one but something happens in his life and he says and it just kind of sparks that that plug and it sparks that fire that gets him going but if nothing happens that sparks that fire, we you're right. We may not get another album from him. And I think that's just how kind of Kendrick's mind works and how strategic he is. To Cam's point, you know, every album has a clear theme to it and a clear direction. Yeah. If Kendrick doesn't feel like he's going to have a clear direction in the album, he's not going to release it. He's right. not going to do what Drake and Little Wayne did. Right. He's just not going to release it. Right. So, sorry. Um just talking about like okay, we talk about uh, to Pimp a Butterfly uh, Kendrick album. What's your favorite song on each of his albums? I'm making it a little easier. Okay. Uh, ooh, I'll start. Okay. I already said money please. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Sorry. Yeah. So already said, "Good Kid, Mad City." Sing about me, I'm dying of thirst. That song is just. You gotta talk about high power. I mean, it's section eighty. Excuse me. I already kind of told. What, 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 oh, oh, you want to go back to this? Okay, you already gave yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, out of section eighty, honestly, actually, I think Tammy's song is my favorite. Mm. 
at a section 80. Yeah. It is such a beautiful story. Yeah. yeah. Tammy's song is, I think is very telling and it's a very poignant to how a you lot mean, of you young song. women. You mean Keisha's song? Hmm? Keisha's song. That's what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about, I know the difference. Nope. I'm talking about Tammy's song. I listen to Tammy's song more than I listen to Keisha's song. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Wow. Most, yep. people, most people don't, they usually go back to mm-hmm. Keisha's song. I okay. know. Okay. I know. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, off of To Pimp a Butterfly, um, The Black or the Berry. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It just invokes something in me. Yeah. That's my every favorite. Time that's my I favorite. Hear it. That's my favorite um on on um Temper Butterfly, the Black of the Berry. Yeah, the Black of the Berry. It's just so black and I love it. Yeah. Um on Damn, um I wanna say Love. I think mm. love. Mm. Okay. All right. Um Yeah. So my favorite one. On section eighty is high power. I just okay. lo- I love that song, high power. It's just a, it's an incredible record. Um, I know it's an easy one because everybody knows that song, but it's just I just love listening to that. Song. I st- it's on my playlist. Like I still I can recite that song bar for bar, you know. Um, on obviously on Good Kid, Mad City, we talked about dying of thirst. Sing about me dying for dying of thirst. To D- a butterfly. Um, I always. Go between institutionalized and black and berry, but I'm going to say it's black and the berry. And then for damn fear, mm, okay. fear is actually fear is probably his top three song. It's it's by whose standards? I don't know. For me, I just love fear. Like it's such a okay, great okay by your okay okay yeah. Yes, I just I just think yes. fear is just like I don't know. It's it's such a well written song, and it's just like he talks about what it's like for him and his own insecurities. And yeah. like, it's such a very authentic song. Very introspective song. Very introspective song. And he's like, he just, yeah. he goes there with himself and he's not, he doesn't take anything off the table, you know? And he just, and he mm-hmm. still interplays it with how he sees himself in the world and how the world, it's a Jahari window song, how he sees himself how he thinks the world sees himself, how he wants the world to see him, and how he really is. You know? And I think that's really that's really what I, I love about fear. And okay. I think that's really what got him to pull Pulitzer. Like when you look at that, it's like it's like it, it's really just in a well that song is the song I think that centers the entire album. You know, it's the emotional focus of the album for me. But anyway, Ken, what what about you? Uh, section eight is two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, is the first track "Fuck Your Ethnicity"? I can't even say the word, but "Fuck Your Ethnicity" mm-hmm. because I just feel like sometimes you know, it's not. It's really ain't about what you think it is. You know what I'm saying? But that one and "Rigor Mortis" because I just like the way he flowed on "Rigor Mortis." Oh yeah, "Rigor Mortis." Yeah, 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 yeah. True. Yeah, true. Just, just the way he was just like just the the rapping style and the beat. The whole thing about "Rigor Mortis." Um, it was that one. Uh, Good Kid, Mad City. I already told you. Um, money trees, yeah. Money trees. Really, is money. It's really because of um, J Rock. Yeah, J Rock. J Rock. <laughs> J Rock bodies that song. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it's really because of J-Rock. Yeah. Um, the Pimp a Butterfly. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> How much does a dollar cost? Mm. Yeah. That's actually, yeah. How much does a dollar cost? Because it makes you wonder about what, you, like, I, well, that's not me. You know, yeah. How much like is it? Is it worth not giving that person the dollar? Yeah, yeah. They could. They may or may not even be needing it. But if you see it on the corner and they're out there doing that, is it? If I have it, what am I going to do with this dollar? I'm gonna go buy a soda. Go yeah. buy shit. I can't even buy a soda with a dollar. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like you know what? How much? What does it cost me to give him that dollar? Yeah. You know. um and I just like you ain't got a lot of kicking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just like the fact that you ain't, you ain't got a lot of kicking. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, you know, more than men at the end of the day, because it's just the fact that he has that long Tupac. But, um, <sighs> damn, I, I, I don't have a favorite song on damn. Um, What's your go-to when you do listen to that? What's the what would be the track that you would go to first? I usually just play it out, and then well, let's put it: the songs I skip is what does what they play on the radio. Um, yeah, maybe Pride. Pride. Okay. I like pride. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, I like pride. I like yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, that's more. Um, there's more just production element of it. Mm-hmm. But right. I like. I think, I think I like pride. Okay. Because loyalty, I usually skip because that's with Rihanna. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, and then like humble. Yeah. 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 I like humble. I just got tired of listening to it. I got tired of listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um but yeah, I think pride. Yeah. Um so. all right. Listen. So give you all your final thoughts on we talked about a lot of things, talked about Andre, talked about the GOAT discussion, talked about hip hop in general. Um Rob, I'm gonna let you start it off with your final thoughts and then Ken and then I'm gonna close it out. All right, yeah. So final thought is Hey, art is art. Mm-hmm. Music is art. It's subjective. Yeah. You know, um, there are certain moments in your life, depending on what era and what time and when you were born, that are going to resonate with you more than someone else. Just respect that. We can have debates. Debates are fun. Debates are, you know, entertaining. But, you know, just respect the fact that what your experiences were and what music does to you in your life may not necessarily quantify for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, but at the same time, it's fun. It's fun to debate. It's fun to go back and forth. And because I like debating because maybe I hear an opinion that I didn't think about and it makes me actually want to reconsider. Maybe, you know, you might get me to actually maybe change my position a little bit based on your a rebuttal to what I may have said or something's 
vice versa. So, um, yeah. So for all that, just, you know, keep an open mind when it comes to, to music and this thing that we love called hip hop. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, God, Kendrick, I can't wait for this album. Yeah. <laughs> this album is, I am going to consume this album. I'm like going to lock myself in a room for like a whole weekend and consume this album before I even want to mention it. I need to consume it for at least three days before I even speaking on it. Yeah. And that's where yeah. I'm going to leave that. Yeah. What about you, Ken? Um, pretty much everything Rob said, but is I just, I love rap music. I just, I love it. Good, bad, whatever. I just, I really love hip hop. I really love rap music. And, um, and this is where, like Rob said, with the debates, debates are, they're important to have, you know, because everybody has a different eye or ear to, you know, what they're listening to. And like I said, it's subjective, but at the end of the day, I'm always going to be a big fan of rap, hip hop, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it's up to us to continue to say, hey, this is what it did. Because each of us has our own different perspective of what's good and what's bad. So it's up to us to have these conversations so we can say, hey, like Rob said, you know what? Maybe you, maybe you, you give me a different perspective. Maybe you do give me a different idea. I have a 10 year old son that listens to music that I think is terrible, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have to, I, ha- I have to have a conversation with him about, yeah, why do you like it? Right. What's what, what does it do for you? Right. You know? And he thinks some of my stuff, like he, I listen to is like, yo, this is not good. This is why are they saying so many words, right. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? So again, um, I love, I love rap. I love hip hop. I'm not even going to talk about Kendrick until I hear it. And just like Rob, he said three, I might need, I might need Gee Five. Mm-hmm. I might need to just 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 be stuck in a room with the headphones, just listen to that before I can even talk on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no man, just like I said, art, art, music, all of it's subjective. You know, enjoy it, respect everybody's opinion. And um, you know, keep it moving. Okay. Um, so obviously I gotta um do my love letter. So uh, dear black people, we just had a fun and expansive conversation on hip hop. And listen, not all my podcasts are designed to solve world problems and talk about the timely issues of our time of our day, but some are just flat out fun. And I hope you had fun today because I think that's what we did today. Um, Through it all, I hope it was evident how much I love this thing of ours. And I call it ours because hip hop was literally birthed out of the American urban black experience. And who would have thought that a fad art form that would impact the world as it did Um, but it still has a beauty to it that is so authentically black and so undeniably powerful. Um, Is it really the, it's like really the fundamental premise of my podcast, really? Because like, think about it. This is a black centered podcast and hip hop is black centered. This love affair hip hop will never change with me. I love it deeply. Um, I used to think that, you know, as I said in the podcast, you know, I'm going to grow, maybe grow out of it, but nah, this thing stuck to my bones like the sinew of blood tissue, and I will legit be a fly-dressed 75-year-old man at a hip-hop concert for someone who's most likely a third my age. And you know what? I'm okay with that because you know love doesn't have an expiration date, and my love for hip-hop will never go stale. So with that being said, I couldn't think of a better write-out song um, for this podcast, and if you listened all the way through, appreciate it, and we're going to... Write it out.